All right. So we have a customer here and she is always around like we're her personal assistant. And what we have found is that she doesn't realize sometimes what she's doing. So she has been in a couple car accidents and she likes to come into the office and drop her drawers in our office. Fully nude, you see everything, and show us all her bruises, but she's not wearing underwear. So it's like, uh, what are you doing? And she's not not young either. So that (laughs) that was a while ago, but recently she got into another car accident. Oh, no. She was out of town, and um, through our texting program, all of a sudden, the offices start, what are these pictures? And it was her (laughs) in a bathtub. Completely nude, uh, nipple action and everything, (laughs) pictures of her body. And it was just, I mean, the guys were getting a kick out of it, of course, but it was just, we were like, what is this? So anyway, that's our craziest customer that we talk about all the time. And my name is Melissa Hudson. I um, am the co-owner and founder of the Connor Family Insurance Agencies. We are in Henderson, Nevada, which is right outside Las Vegas, Nevada. And I am an insurance dude at. Insurance dudes are on a mission to escape being handcuffed by our agencies. How? By uncovering the secrets to creating a predictable, consistent, and profitable agency sales machine. I am Craig Pretzinger. I am Jason Feldman. We are agents. We are insurance dudes. Right now, while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. We took our notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies led Craig and I to selling more than $10 million in premium in the last two years. On this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the same results. Just go to live.teledudes.com. Dot com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. If you jump on this call with us, we're certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there. <laughs> I love Amazing. <laughs> that story delivered. That was yeah. awesome. <laughs> it's oh, exactly what you would expect from the <laughs> Vegas area. Right. Yeah. I, if I told you her name, you'd say, oh, that explains it all. But I'm not going to go there because I don't know what's going Is it somebody we would know? No, it's oh, something but you just can't say it. Wild yeah, right. and crazy, but it's, yeah. Is it yeah. like diamonds? <laughs> her name's no, diamonds. I mean, no, I don't want to say it. No, don't say her name. Triple sevens. So, yeah. Can't say it. Amazing. Oh, that's funny. But she's super fun. We We enjoy her company sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, with curveballs like that, you, I mean, that's, that's keeping the agency on the toes right there. That's, yeah. that's funny. Yep. <laughs> I wonder what the compliance department for the carrier you represent think when they see those come through the text. I, I was like, just as long as they're incoming and not outgoing, I think we're fine. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. But I wonder if that's I, considered personal information. Absolutely. I don't want to, like, I wouldn't push reply in an email with those. Attacks, <laughs> right. You know right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Personally identifiable I, information. I should never say this, but we recently got in the texting platform a, a few precarious pictures. 
And it was a bad scene because it was to one of the ladies in our office and uh, we tried to remove it because it's there for everyone yeah, to see. I you know. can't remove it. Yeah. There's nothing they can do about it. And that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, well, I, it's I, only I 2020. I mean, well, how could you be able to remove something? It's right. 2022. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, whatever. We had another one and it was a guy sending nudes and I think he was trying to send them to somebody else. It was pretty. And so we were like, oh my gosh, you know, all the girls are peeking. I mean, you are like, how could you not want to look at what they're sending? But it's like, oh my gosh, how embarrassing for that person, you know? Right. Well, here's yeah. the thing. And this is what I say, because of course, you know, if a if a girl walks down the street that looks like a freak show, if you know what I mean, then a guy's going to look. And, and the bottom line is, if an elephant walked down the street, I would also look at that. Like, you cannot yeah. not look. It doesn't oh. mean that you love it or that you're, no. you know what I mean? Like, I gotta see what you guys are all talking about because everybody's yeah. like, oh my gosh, it's pretty hilarious, but <laughs> yeah, fun stuff. We had that somebody said stuff. the men's side, uh, it, <laughs> you know, picks that rhyme, and there's a word that rhymes with the picks. Uh-huh. Uh, he sent those and said, quote this. We're like, okay, oh, wow. thanks. And you're yeah. like, what? <laughs> they said, somebody said, you got to see this. And I'm like, what? And then I'm like, why? No, I don't got to see that. Don't ever show oh, me that my again. Gosh, I know. <laughs> Especially in an office environment, you got to be real careful, right? Yeah. You don't want to like, but a customer is sending this to everybody. It's wild. That's the worst. That, which is okay. funny because so three, we're three agents out of three have gotten the, the picks. Oh, but we're the not picks alone. Of picks. Yeah, we're not alone. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. I, I wonder if there's anybody that hasn't gotten one by this point. Oh, I'm sure agents don't use texting yet, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so those of you that aren't, this is a great opportunity to experience this same yeah. wonderful thing that oh, you get. It's so awkward. Incorporate it texting and watch what happens. <laughs> Well, Melissa, thanks for joining the Insurance Dudes. We love having an insurance dudette. You've known Craig for a long time. You've been an agent for a little while here. Tell us how you got in the business. So I was 21 years old. I don't know how in-depth you want me to go, but basically I some boy broke my heart and I was working where he was working. So I quit my job and I was jobless. And my mom was working at a state farm agency. So she's like, let me talk to my boss and see if he'll give you a job here. So I ended up working at a state farm agency and my title was off it. Am I allowed to cuss on this thing? <laughs> yes, you yeah, can, you can say, you can't say, there's only one the- word. Is the carrier that you're with currently. Okay. Okay. So they labeled me the office bitch. I mean, (laughs) my job was to fill up the paper in the printer when it ran out, stock the candy on the countertop, and we mailed deck pages. This was a long time ago. Oh, man. So I had a fold of mail deck pages. I honestly hated my job, but it was part-time and I was 21. So that's how I got into the insurance business, but- I saw what my mom and other girl were doing. They were selling. And I was like, oh, I think I could do that. And I think I'd be really good at it. So I just listened for a while. And then I went to my boss and I was like, hey, can I get a license? Will you send me to get a license? And he did. And I, I was just good at it. 
I'm still good at it. I love that. That's fantastic. I love the confidence in that. And honestly, let's be honest, a good salesperson knows if they're good because they like it and they do well and they talk to people and they're not afraid, right? Like I can tell you're not afraid to talk to people and you're good at it. You like talking to people. That's it. Too much to too many people. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I mean, but that's what makes salespersons good is that they just are able to communicate, right? Yep. For sure. Yeah. And so after I got my license, the owner at the time, he was older. He was like in his sixties. And he, shortly after I started there, he had developed cancer. And so he got me licensed and I, I literally was a top salesperson. I was writing life, banking, everything, because that's, you know, how the company works. And I decided that I needed to make more money and he wouldn't give it to me. So Mm. I left him to work for another agent who offered me like $9,000 more a year. And I, again, was a really good salesperson over there, but I, I just, I never liked authority. You guys, I don't like to be told what to do or how to do it. And so I'll listen and I'll take direction. You know, I always want to learn something new. But something about authority, like you have to approach me a certain way or I'm just like, what? Um, Yeah. So my old boss and I, we started butting heads really bad because he even told me at one point, like, you're not a self-starter. You're not motivated. You'll never make your own business. Yeah. He was another older gentleman. And long story short, after he told me that, I gave him my two weeks and I became an Allstate agent. (laughs) Oh, I said it. You guys have to bleep that out. I, I don't know what you said. I didn't hear anything. Did you Got hear it. anything? I heard pancake. Don't yeah. shine light on it. Got it. Right. Oh, but I'm not being. I'm not saying that from a place of authority. Right. Okay. I know, right? Right. Okay. And you know, let me tell you, I have a 12 year old daughter, and she's the same way. She's like, "Don't tell me what to do." And I'm like, "Who are you, kid?" Yeah. <laughs> Like, dang that, it. That's what my that's wife so says funny. to me. She goes, don't tell me what to do. Nobody oh. tells me what to do. Uh-huh. See, she's like, on, she's don't tell me what to do, but that's all you do all day long. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That's I can not hear the fair. in your voice. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's great. I can only say it because I know she's not going to listen to this. Uh-huh, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, so you became an agent for some company that we haven't heard of. And then why don't you take us back there? When you started, because I know it's like drinking from a fire hose. It's crazy. You have the chip on your shoulder because you want to prove these guys wrong that said that you can't do it. What was the fuel or the big early win created that fuel Um, for the fire? So, okay. So let's go back to the, I don't like authority. So my Uh dad and I never really got along when I was growing up. I had two brothers and me. I was a middle child. And so I really think that I felt like I had to prove a lot of people wrong, not just my old boss. I even had a professor in college one time tell me that I was going to fail if I ever went into business for myself. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. Just it's like, tell me I can't and I'll show you I can. Um, I'm not going to lie, you guys. I mean, I started this business in 2007. And the market crashed in 08. Vegas was hit super hard. Yeah. I lost my house in a foreclosure. I went through like a serious depression. I had my first child in 2009. It was a tough time. And I don't know. When I look back, I don't know how I made it out of that situation. I just think that um, perseverance, my mom and I partnered together. 
she left her the agency she was working for because her boss eventually did retire because he it was the same boss by the way but he had gotten sick and he eventually retired so she came over to work at the company with me and then her and I partnered together we started buying agencies and 15 years this year and we're still here so I think we've done it right yeah nice Nice. So take us back. How do you, especially being like a sales agent, having <laughs> a boss, going to being mm-hmm. a boss for your own yeah. agency, describe your team right now. And how did you set it up? How did you set this agency up? So it has not always been this way. Mm. The way that we are today is a lot different than the way we, we have been in the past. So now we have an inbound sales team and an outbound sales team. We have adopted an agency model that another large agency in our company follows. And so we took his program and we implemented it in our business. So we have inside sales. Any customer that calls in, they speak to our inbound sales team. They Our inbound sales team processes endorsements. They try to do a review. They try to uncover different assets or insurance coverage, protection, whatever that they the client doesn't already have. And they also try to ask for referrals, cross sales, all kinds of stuff like that. They also take any incoming marketing calls. So if we do mailers or if we do any kind of print ad, anything that would generate an incoming call to the agency, the inbound sales team would handle. And then we have the outbound sales team. They are literally dialing for dollars. So they work in our um, lead management system and all day long they're calling, they're following up on leads. Um, Sometimes it's cold calls, but usually we're purchasing leads from different lead vendors or we're doing inbound live transfers. And then we have a service person who basically follows up on all the paperwork, deals with all the admin stuff when we get like notifications from underwriting that need to be handled or somebody coming off of an auto pay because the payment was returned. So she handles all that stuff. Awesome. That really helps having that clear division and um, the roles clearly defined for everybody, right? It does. I will tell you the transition has been tough. We transitioned. We said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And this is the day we're going to do it. And it seems like ever since then, one thing after another has gone wrong in personally in our lives, like my grandfather passed away and uh, just all kinds of stuff has gone. I know. Thank you. People have had COVID because this COVID crisis isn't over. So we've, we've been battling an uphill battle, but we have not given up and we keep trying our best. We keep buying leads. We keep investing in the agency. And I've always said, you know, you have to spend money to make money. Everybody hears Mm -hmm. that that phrase all the time. But the agents that are not, that I know of, that are not producing like at the level that we are, they're definitely not spending the money we are. Right. Yeah. You definitely have to. And we'll, we'll dive into marketing a little bit deeper, but first I wanted to, I wanted to ask you about culture. It sounds like you've created a really strong culture in the agency. What have you done to do that? What has really created that family atmosphere over there? So we are a family. It's me, Mm. my mom, my brother is our sales manager. And so we really need everybody that works here to fit into our culture. I think the, the number one thing is we treat people like they mean something to us. Our employees, our team, they're not just a number. 
And we genuinely do care, um, which is, it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Like sometimes I'm really too late to let somebody go just because I genuinely like the person, even though they're Mm. not producing for the business. So that's the downside of having, you know, an agency like ours. But on the upside, you also have people that feel confident in their position. They don't feel like, oh my gosh, am I going to lose my job tomorrow? They care. They show up on time. We came up with core values and we hire and fire based on these core values. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with EOS, but we started. We are. Okay. We're going into our first quarterly with EOS. So we're kind of still new to it. But I think it's helped a lot because now we have a, a certain way that we run our meetings, a certain way that we conversate about our team members. If there's an issue, we're all on the same page about the issue. We come up with um, solutions for those issues. So if your management team is one, then your culture usually should be one, I feel. Um, we mm-hmm. can get some really bad hires. And we've let them go because immediately we know they're not a culture fit. So we've also had really bad hires that we've kept for a little bit too long. And it really put a damper on our culture, which in turn affects our production. So, but your Mm -hmm. question was, how do you keep your culture going? So we do fun stuff too. Like we have a wheel spin. So Mm -hmm. we'll make different goals and the team members can spin the wheel and they win prizes like gift cards to restaurants or their different gas gift card, grocery gift cards. We do bingo. So if they wear the color blue three days in a row, if they dress professionally, if they get hung up on three times. um, Oh, nice. Yeah. If they're called sweetie or honey, different things like that, they can mark (laughs) the bingo spot. Nice. But also it has to do with sales too. So we kind of mix that up a little bit. What else do we do? You're you're the first person that's taken, like, I love the idea of taking those negative things and turning them into positive things. Like the the being called honey or sweetie, like that's horrible, right? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's great. Dude, ladies hate it. Like they hate it. You know, I don't know. We don't, I don't think, I don't think. It's Vegas. It's different there, baby. That's true. (laughs) It's so funny. I get in trouble all the time because I am so open with everything. Like anything you want to talk about, shoot, let's talk about it. And sometimes I say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong person. And it's like, and I'm like, but I've lived in Vegas for over 30 years. You guys have to understand where I'm from. You know, I don't know. Right. (laughs) But you're being you, right? That's you. And and the beauty of this business is you can be yourself. You don't have to be this person in the suit that has to follow and conform to some exact thing. Absolutely. Thank I goodness. mean, people buy <laughs> yeah, right. like you. So I just am who I am. But anyway, back to the, the culture stuff. We do Yahtzee sometimes too. And that's, oh, that's super awesome. fun. None of my team members knew how to play Yahtzee. Could you believe that? I barely know how to play. I can't remember. Is that did, did, uh, is that the thing that has the dice in the little dome that you push on? Mm-hmm. No, 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 it's not. Is, no. Oh, it, it's the cup. It's the dice it's with the, the cup, cup, right? It's the cup. Yeah. What was the one with the dome? The little dome that you push down on. You know what I'm talking about? Bob. It's not hungry, hungry hippo. Okay, we're we're derailing anyway, here. Yeah. But okay, so let's, <laughs> Melissa, you work with your family. I'm curious on your recruiting process. I'm sure it's got to be like, if you like some, what about if your family doesn't like someone? Does everybody yeah. interview someone? How does that um, work? Does the family ever fight? 
I got to hear all this. Oh, you don't want to no, hear that never. part. You do not want to hear that part. <laughs> we get along perfectly. <laughs> it's gotten better throughout the years. We've learned to communicate a lot better. But let me sure. tell you, there have been many times that we've walked out on each other or like we're screaming and yelling in the office. And we have one person that's worked for us for like almost nine years. And she's like, I think it's funny when you and your mom fight. And I'm like, it's not funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> it is for her. It's the trade wreck that she gets to watch. I don't know if you guys, you guys are probably about my age, but you know, as your parents get older, they're just like, they kind of, you start treating them like kids again, you know? And that's kind of mine and my mom's relationship. I'm like, mom, just to stop asking those questions there. It's like obvious stuff, you know? Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, me and my mom, we, but you know, at the end of the day, in my situation, who could I trust more than my own family? Who's going to care about the business as much as me and my family? We want everybody to, but reality is, is not many people care as much as you do. Right. A thousand percent. Right. And you yeah. can't get them to, unfortunately. You know, no. you just try to try to create that environment. Absolutely. So this is a perfect follow-up to that is when you bring on somebody new, what steps do you take to ensure that they're successful? So my brother, who is the sales manager, actually, we have a training outline. So we start them on the company product and we start training them on what we offer as long as they're licensed, of course. So the first step is getting somebody licensed if they're not. Right. And that's up to them because what can you do? They have to pass the test themselves. Right. But in our agency, we start them on product risk management, which is making sure they fit into guidelines, knowing the guidelines. So we know we can write the person or not, how many claims, that sort of thing you know, where to find the information in the system if you have a question so that you can be self-sufficient because we don't want to hold your hand through everything. Although we're always there, you know, so then we start them, list. they put on a headset and they listen to our tenured staff on the phone with clients and how it goes, you know, let, we let them listen real time and get a feel for what the call's like and how we talk to people and through all that process. And, and then of course, training them on the systems, which are pretty, they're not hard these days. Then we finally get them on the phones and we let them start dialing. We sit by them, we make sure they're comfortable. And then of course, when they get somebody on the phone, we're right there with them to make sure it goes smooth and we're, and we can answer any questions. So it's usually how it goes. Awesome. Yeah. I love that. And what, what would you say is your most effective training tip? Like number one. Most effective training tip is probably the most effective part of our training is probably allowing them to listen to real time calls, like as they're happening with a tenured LSP or salesperson. I feel like them seeing it real time in action. And it's almost like you're watching a training video, but it's there. And then when the call ends, you can ask questions, you can follow up. The tenured um, team member can tell you what they thought they did good, what they thought they didn't do good, because we can all scrutinize ourselves the best. And I think it's super effective. I love that. And that can be tough sometimes. I mean, it's just like listening back to calls can be tough to do with the other. It makes the person that's with them feel just as uncomfortable as them listening to it. So sometimes we tend to not do that. But I think that's a fantastic point that I think that is the most effective thing. Sit down with them, help them in real time. 
Yep. And it also plays a role into culture because now you have them with your tenured people and they're starting to to talk to them. And you know what I'm saying? Get to un- mm-hmm. know, are they get catching on? Do they, right. Are they not catching on? Is this going to be a good fit? And we come across the couple where they're like, whoa, this person is not going to work out here. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It shows it, it gets exposed fairly quickly if you're on top of that. Absolutely. I agree. And you asked me about recruiting. Um, I did, or he did. Somebody did. Yeah. So I'm not going to lie. It is the hardest time right now to recruit anybody. I, I keep saying, what is going on? What is going on? You know, because we used to put an ad out and I would get, you know, 10, 15, 20 people. I put an ad out today and like three resumes, if I'm lucky. And that's for an entry level sales job. That's not for a licensed person. Right. So I don't really know what's going on, but I will tell you, we recently, before we had used team hired, and I, I know you guys are familiar with um, yeah. Dave Williams, right? He owns yep. team hired and we used them and I loved their process. And I got a high, I got, I got two hires. One was a terrible hire. I won't talk about that, but the other one's still with us. It's five months in and he's starting to sell a little bit, which is good. Nice. Um, And then we went back to them recently because we need a couple more hires. We're trying to buy two more agencies and we're not getting what we need doing it ourselves. So we went back to team hired and our next hiring event starts Monday. So I'll have to reach on that. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. Definitely circle back for that. Hey, what are you still doing here? Well, while you're still here, and while it's fresh in your mind, check out live.teledudes.com. Yeah, if you weren't listening before, we took notes from over 100 interviews with top agents from around the country and made it into a live webcast. Using these strategies did help Craig and I write over $10 million in premium in the last couple of years. And let me tell you, on this call, you'll receive the exact blueprint to get the very same results. Again, that's live.teledudes.com to register for this upcoming Tuesday's live call with us. And if you jump on with us, we are certain 2022 will be an absolutely fantastic year for you. See you there.